Will Draymond Green be suspended for a postseason game? It's the question that never goes away. We officially have a situation. We have yet to see the Golden State Warriors in the Steve Kerr era in, what, 28 series, postseason series. This team, this franchise has played under Steve Kerr, and they have never seen the 0-2 hole that they are sitting in right now. Welcome to the Damon Bruce Show here on YouTube. It is great to have you on Damon Bruce Plus, the plus. We will have a little club plus, and we will start interacting and chatting with you after we get into a ton of things today. Uh, A ton of things based on one game. I'm sure there are other things happening in the world of sports right now. As a matter of fact, I'm completely convinced there is more NBA playoff action tonight. I'm not interested in doing any previews. I'm not interested in talking about anything today other than the stomp heard round the world. Unbelievable, unbelievable playoff game. And look, the series so far has been closer than the 0-2 hole sounds like. It really has. I want to talk just about the stomp, and then we'll get into how this game was actually lost. Because it wasn't lost in the stomp. It wasn't. There was still an awful lot of game to be won afterwards This was a game that was decided in the second quarter. No one wants to talk about that because it ain't sexy. There is no Draymond stomping on another guy's chest to show you how dramatic this moment was. But the Warriors lost that game in the second quarter. We'll get to all that in just a little bit. But first of all, did Draymond get his ankle grabbed? The answer is a definitive yes. But that stomp, let's be honest, I hear everything he said, you know, where am I supposed to put my foot? He's got Clay Thompson defending him. Where are you supposed to go when you're getting grabbed? Look, it's hard to measure intent, right? But Draymond, when he put his foot on Sabonis, did it in the worst way possible. It looked like he wasn't just trying to get his balance, but it looked like he was trying to give him the old what for, the don't you dare grab my ankle, how dare you stomp in the middle of the chest. It looked it looked malicious. Now, how do you measure intent? That's a very hard thing to do. It really is. And this is where benefit of the doubt comes in. This is where relationships come in. And look, Draymond Green has no benefit of the doubt from any NBA official, and he probably has a bad relationship with everyone in the NBA who's not a Golden State Warrior. It's just the life he has chosen. Look, Draymond is a lot of things. He's a great basketball player. He's a flawed basketball player. He's a great guy. He's a flawed guy. And his biggest flaw on the court, we talk so much about a basketball IQ, and he does have a big basketball IQ. And a stomp and yet another might he be suspended for a playoff game doesn't take away that big basketball IQ. But if we're going to acknowledge the basketball IQ with Draymond, we also have to acknowledge that this is a grown man who remains like a child governed by emotion that he can't seem to control when he needs to control it the most. His chip on his shoulder, his anger, his emotions that bubble forward and up, it is a great power. It remains his greatest weakness, and it's a weakness that he is apparently just incapable of improving. He's a 33-year-old man, a 10-year NBA veteran with four rings. This is who he is. There's no changing Draymond at this point. This is who he is. Um, you know What he takes, what Draymond gives and he takes away. We know that that happens. It's happened throughout every moment of his career, and it's happening again right now. 
and the Warriors are in a situation that they've never been in before. Um, what I don't think I've heard anyone talk about today, and this is why you come here to the plus, this is why you find your boy Damon Bruce, is because while everybody is interested in colors and shapes, I'm looking for angles. And the reason why Draymond really was ejected last night, it wasn't the stomp. I really don't think it was, even though it's easy to say that was it. Where Draymond, I think, wrote his own ticket out of that game last night was his demeanor while the officials are reviewing the actual incident. I mean, I know that their eyes are on the monitor, but they're also humans, and they had to have been aware that Draymond is now over on the Warriors bench, essentially arguing with 20,000 Kings fans, calling them pussies, saying, I want to fight you all. And if you're a if you're an official who's looking for a way to keep Draymond in the game, and again, that's a benefit of the doubt moment, and I don't know how much benefit of the doubt Draymond gets, probably not a lot, but any official should go to a monitor not looking for a reason to eject a player, but to look for a reason to keep the player in the game. Any reason to keep the player in the game as he's over here on the bench, having a temper tantrum, challenging the entire city of Sacramento to step outside and fight him. If you're an official who's on the fence, I know what way you're leaning in that moment. You're saying, this could go sideways fast. This could go wrong fast. That guy is someone I'm going to get off the court. Draymond fucked it up. I mean, there's just no reason to say he didn't. He did. He did. He could have handled that better. Stomp notwithstanding like that that okay so i'm not even talking about that i'm talking about the reaction after the stomp the demeanor after the stomp because that's not one of those how do you measure intent situations that's this guy is being a flaming asshole we should probably get him off the court before he starts a fucking riot i mean that's what we're looking at and that's what the officials saw and that's why draymond was thrown out of the game i do not think he's going to get suspended Look, the NBA doesn't rig games, but they set up scenarios that could be favorable to extend series. I've always believed that, and there's no way, no way as great and as entertaining as this Kings team has been, the Warriors are the the Dallas Cowboys of the NBA. No team in this league has more eyeballs on them than the Golden State Warriors. If the Warriors were to meet the Lakers in the second round, that series, the Western Conference semifinals, have a better rating than the NBA Finals if it's Warriors-Lakers. If it's going to be Warriors-Lakers is now a big if, and it's not an if that the Lakers have offered us. It's an if that the Warriors have offered us. Um, it, it's, it's a fascinating situation. My prediction of Warriors and Six can still happen. We're not out of the math of that yet, but when you really think about it, the Warriors have to win the next four games in a row. I can't give them any benefit of the doubt going to a Game 7 in Sacramento. Neither can you, neither can they. They, they. I mean, look, the whole point of taking a game up in Sacramento in the first two games was to rob Sacramento of some confidence. This Kings team that is going to be coming into Chase Center for Game 3 on Thursday night is the most confident Kings team in 20, 20 years. Light the beam. These guys are doing lines of beam off the toilet in the bathroom. They got all the confidence in the world. Draymond's demeanor is what got him tossed. I don't think it was the actual action. Because, again, he did need to put his foot down, and Sabonis did grab the foot. Earlier in the game, 
the refs tried to hit Draymond with a foul when Sabonis was just running back onto the court from the baseline, and Draymond's momentum was carrying him off the court, under the field goal, into the baseline, and they called Draymond for a foul for just two guys bumping into each other. Steve Kerr actually demanded it be reviewed. It was overturned, but that just shows you there is no benefit of the doubt available for Draymond Green from any NBA official. He shouldn't think about it. He shouldn't expect it. As a matter of fact, he should just prepare for the worst at all times. It's good to have you here on Damon Bruce Plus. Thank you for stopping by. Uh, The response has just been amazing. You guys are, you gals, you're incredible. Thank you for joining us. Super Chats are officially open. Daddy needs a new camera. Got to make the wife proud of me. Look, honey, I made $5 today. If you feel like doing that, we sure would appreciate it. If not, thank you for joining us. Go ahead, click that subscribe button. Make sure you hit that like button. And if you like anything that we do here, please download the podcast as well. The Damon Bruce Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. And we will be hopping into the chats here on YouTube for a little Club Plus when we're all done talking about Warriors and Kings and what Game 3 needs to look like. There's way too much focus on Draymond's ejection and how the game ended without him. Again, when you have a dramatic point, when you have the replay that every single show in America is going to be leading their show with, that's what you get focused on, right? Well, Draymond gets tossed with 7.03 left in the fourth quarter, and the Kings were up four at that point in the game. It feels like a big turning point, and of course, in, in many ways it was, but in many ways, that's not where the Warriors lost that game. The Warriors lose this game last night. In the second quarter, when they let the Kings drop 41 after holding Sacramento to a 17-point first quarter. It's that inconsistency that haunts this team every single time they go out and play. All the time. Every time. Not a little bit of the time. All the time. They're inconsistent and they're sloppy with the ball, even though they don't have the rest of the team built that allows them to be sloppy with the ball. They just don't have that anymore. Thank you very much to Mr. Bridge. The Bruce Plus is loose. Yeah, dude, we got loose last night at the Greek. What a fish show. What a second set, by the way. Uh, I actually was watching the game on someone's phone who was right in front of me. They were watching the game, too. So I got my band. I got the playoff game. Lots happening. I've never seen the Greek more packed than it was last night. If that place holds 7,000, there were 8,000 people in there last night. Not an inch available. Um, The Warriors don't have any inches to be sloppy with the ball anymore. They just don't have it. 20 turnovers last night. Golden State Warriors aren't good enough to have 20 turnovers in a game and just go ahead and win it anymore, especially with another team that knows how to score, which the Kings obviously do. They're not good enough to just... They're not good enough everywhere else to remain that bad in that category. 20 turnovers last night. Points off turnovers in Game 1. Sacramento had 16. The Warriors had 5. Points off turnovers in Game 2. The Sacramento Kings have 25. The Warriors have 9. I mean, that's just going to get you beat. It's going to get you beat on the road. And now to look at how this series needs to play out, I don't think it's an exaggeration. I don't think it's talking out of pocket or out of turn to say, you do not want a Game 7 in Sacramento if the Warriors are going to go ahead in the playoffs. If they're going to survive the first round, I really believe they need to win the next four games in a row. 
the next four games, they've got three of them on their home court. I mean, that's the ratio that they need because on the road, they suck. They still suck. I mean, they don't suck. I guess that's that's probably not right because they haven't been terrible in Sacramento. They've been in these games. There's a lot of talk about how Mike Brown is undressing Steve Kerr, and we'll get to all that. That is incorrect. I understand what people are trying to say, but to say he's undressing Steve Kerr is the wrong way to say it. If you ignore history, you're doomed to repeat it. Well, I got to share this with you. So on Mark Spears' Twitter, and he dropped this fact. This is a harbinger of bad things, Warriors fans. This is a harbinger of bad things. The Warriors have become the fifth NBA defending champion all time to fall behind in a series two to nothing in the first round. Each of the prior four went on to lose. So not only have the Warriors never been in an 0-2 hole in the Steve Kerr, Steph Curry era, no NBA defending champion has ever been in an 0-2 hole in the first round following their championship year and went on to win that series from its 0-2 hole. So the Warriors are really not looking to just rewrite their own history, but they're looking to rewrite NBA history if they're going to turn around and actually beat the Kings here. Three of the four teams got swept. So the Warriors, if they take a game, it will feel like a little bit of an accomplishment based on where history says they are right now. History says the Warriors are in big trouble. Big, big trouble. And I think that they're in a little bit of trouble, and so do you. And this isn't about doubting a team. This isn't about doubting a dynasty. This isn't about you know jumping on any King's bandwagon. I'm just using my eyes here. And the Warriors are just getting out physical. They're getting out physical in this series through two games, points in the paint. Game number one, Kings had 60, Warriors had 44. Game number two, Kings had 54, the Warriors had 40. I did get one prediction. I don't want to say it's wrong, but I got a tie. I said there will be no team that wins a game in this series without winning the rebounding battle. Well, they both had the exact same number of rebounds. I believe it was 41 each last night. But to me, when you're looking at rebounds, the tie then is broken by who got the most offensive rebounds, and the Sacramento Kings had the most offensive rebounds in Game 2. So as far as I'm concerned, even though they ended with the same rebound total, the Kings still won that rebounding discussion. Like I said, the discussion that Steve Kerr is getting undressed, I think it's the wrong way to say it. Mike Brown isn't undressing Steve Kerr. But if we can stay in that metaphor, let me twist it around a little bit. Mike Brown's not undressing Steve Kerr, but he knows exactly the suit and jacket and tie and shirt and cufflinks and shoes that Steve is going to wear. The man knows the other man's wardrobe implicitly. He's not undressing him, but he's so familiar with how Steve Kerr dresses that that is a little bit of a difference so far. The Kings have been more physical. They are all over the Warrior sets and actions, and I'm not even saying they're doing a great job defending them, but they're all over them. The Warriors aren't surprising the Kings anywhere on the court. Mike Brown is saying, all right, we're going to pick up Steph from 35 feet out. We don't give a shit. We're going to do it. And it's working. 
You can say, well, Steve isn't spacing the floor enough. He's not getting enough guys in the corners crashing. He's not using Draymond as the pivot guy from the top of the key. Whatever your in-game criticism will be, it's not like the Warriors are just getting their ass kicked out there. I mean, it it, it was a four-point game with four minutes to play last night. You got Wiggins shooting a corner three off the backboard. Shot selection, I know that Clay Thompson was defending shot selections saying you got to trust us at this point in time. And look, the Warriors have amassed an awful lot of house credit, as much house credit as any team can actually garner with its own fan base. How do you doubt the Golden State Warriors? Well, you start doubting the Golden State Warriors when you see a better team. Right now, the Sacramento Kings are a better team than the Golden State Warriors. The Kings are winning with the best player on the court, And I'm not saying that De'Aaron Fox is more of a historically significant player, but he's been the best player on the court so far through two games in this series. They got the better bench, and they got a coach who knows the other team's system like the back of his hand because he helped install the system. Not a lot going for the Warriors, especially coming off the bench either. The Warriors bench, and if you want to criticize Steve Kerr, you can say that his entire season preparing his bench for this moment was a wasted effort. I think that's a fair criticism of Steve Kerr. I think they really do. I, I, I think that is a fair criticism. Gary Payton was the only contributor off the pine last night. Kamingo was minus 10 in four minutes. And it's obvious that Steve Kerr has no faith in him. No faith in Jonathan Kaminga. And Jonathan didn't do much last night to install any faith. But the Warriors are getting out-physicaled and out-athleted everywhere. And to go on and play without your best athlete, who is Kaminga, It's going to be a tough uphill battle. Moody, he wasn't bad, but he only gets eight minutes. Again, why was this guy a coach DMP 25, 35 times, wherever many was in that game uh, throughout the year? I don't know, because it looks like Moody, had he been seasoned more, would be able to help finish this meal. But he is now going to be used as a we're out of options when especially Looney's picking up his fifth foul in the third quarter. You know, now all of a sudden Steve's got to go to guys that he wouldn't normally go to. I guess if you're anti-Anthony Lamb, that might have been your favorite part of the game last night. Kerr didn't put him in the game. He probably should have. I mean, that's the crazy thing because Lamb is a guy who gets garbage junk rebounds all over the court. Dante DiVincenzo was down to 13 minutes last night and look, Jordan Poole, he absolutely sucked last night. He was 1-7 from the floor. He scored four points in only 16 minutes, and Steve Kerr doesn't have any faith in him right now. So Steve is basically down to his starting five, and only three of those guys can really score, and you're taking on a team that is one of the more historically significant offenses we've ever seen in the history of basketball. So things aren't going really well right now. Can things change when they get back to Chase Center? Yes. Am I betting on it? Like, I'm I'm going to stick with Warriors and Six because that is still out there. But it's very close to being pulled off the table, and I know it and you know it. And if the Kings do win Game 3, the series is over. The Warriors might be able to extend it by picking up Game 4, but then they will lose Game 5 in Sacramento, and they will certainly lose Game 7 if they were able to force that. It feels that way. It feels that way right now. And I think the NBA also knows that if they suspend Draymond Green for game three of this series, that you're going to be handing 
pretty much the Kings a ticket to the second round. And I don't know if the NBA wants to do that. Call it a conspiracy. I don't give a shit. But I think that that's, there's some truth there. So I don't think he's going to get suspended. I really don't. Should he be? I don't know. I mean, the guy is just an emotional buffoon. I got a three-year-old who can't control his uh, his emotions. The Warriors got a 33-year-old that can't control his emotions. You know, and I love competition. I love I love fighters. I love guys who are ready to bully, you know, everyone involved in the game. From officials to their own teammates to the other team. But Draymond, again, just takes it that little bit too far. And now we'll see whether or not he is indeed available. Tim Kawakami tweeted out something last night saying that, you know, when it comes to role players, role players always play better at home. To me, a guy who's your sixth man, he's not a role player. He might be coming off the bench, but when you're a sixth man, you're more than just a role player. But Kerr, uh, or excuse me, Kawakami said, you know, Poole only played 16 minutes. Dante DiVincenzo only played 13 minutes and Kaminga only played four minutes last night. They'll all probably play better at Chase Center in game three. But right now the Warriors are getting very little from those three. And it's a big deal. Meanwhile, you've just got a a Kings bench that thanks to Monk is getting everything it needs. Go ahead and rest whoever you need to because Malik Monk, this guy's coming in and scoring all over the place. Alex Len is a pretty good other big guy to throw out there. He's been giving the Warriors problems on the glass. Why are the Kings up 2-0? More than any other reason, They have the best coach so far in this series just in terms of intimate working knowledge of the other team. Steve Kerr has not been outcoached, but he has been out-tendencied by a man who knows the Warriors' tendencies in Mike Brown. One of the things that the Warriors can always usually lean on is even if they don't have the strongest bench or they are not playing the best level of basketball that they can put out there, they always have the best player on the court. And Steph Curry is always that player. He has not been that player in this series. DeAndre Fox is the best player in this series so far. So the Warriors got two strikes against them, and then the third strike is who's the best player coming off the bench, and the Kings got them too. Malik Monk is the best player. Malik Monk, Harrison Barnes, serviceable. Um, Kevin Herter has been very good so far. I don't think anyone expected him to play this well. He's been playing fantastic basketball. And the fact that Keegan Murray is a little bit overwhelmed in terms of his production in this series, as you expect a rookie could be, the fact that he isn't on the all-systems-or-go train hasn't held the Kings back at all. Transition defense, getting a rebound, these are haunting the Warriors. It's haunting the Warriors. Davion Mitchell's done a hell of a job off the bench, locking up whoever he's guarding in any particular moment. Warriors have just been a little too sloppy, a little too ugly, and they're in an 0-2 hole. Unbelievable. Thursday night at Chase Center is the biggest must-win the Warriors have had since, what, Game 4 of the NBA Finals in Boston where Steph Curry architected his greatest performance in the postseason ever. Warriors are going to need that. Warriors are going to need that. 
We had a frozen screen. That was a few minutes ago, though. So uh, hopefully everything is up and going and we're good. Uh, we will get to an awful lot of comments in Club Plus in just a second. But all of this is related to our main topic today. The Swiller says, Green is such an ass. I'm not even an NBA fan, but I know that about Green. Here's the thing. Draymond Green is the kind of guy you want to go to war with every single time until he pulls a pin out of the grenade and instead of throwing it, he drops it in the foxhole and it blows up on you. And Draymond, he drops some foxhole grenades. He does. We have seen him time and time again render himself possibly unavailable for a big playoff game, and here we are again. Will Draymond be suspended? It's like there's a question that we never even stopped asking. Nick J says, Stone Cold Steve Austin deed that ass, stomped the mud hole in him. He d- I, saw, I saw that too on Twitter last night. The amount of people saying, here is the replay of Draymond Green and Sabonis, and then you just have Stone Cold Steve Austin just crushing a guy in the corner of some wrestling ring, just dropping big legs and stomps all over him. That was something else. RIP Cougar Rebel, 25 to 9 points off turnovers. That's it. That's the game. It is. That is it. That's the game. Look at, I I was going to bring up the box score real quick. The Warriors shot better than the Kings last night. They hit more threes than the Kings last night. Better three-point percentage than the Kings last night. Better free throw percentage than the Kings last night. Even though the Kings shot more free throws, the Warriors had the better advantage or the better percentage. Rebounds, dead even at 41, although... Offensive rebounds to me is always the tiebreaker there, and the Kings had 12 to the Warriors 9. Assists about the same, Kings 22, Warriors 18. You know when the Warriors are at their best, that assist mark is up around 30 because they don't got a lot of guys that just create off the dribble themselves. Steals is where this game was decided. Kings had 11, Warriors only had 6. They played better defense. Kings had 5 blocks, the Warriors have 2. Total turnovers, 22 for the Warriors. 14 for the Kings. Can't do that. Can't be sloppy with the ball unless you're the used-to-be Golden State Warriors. They're not the used-to-be Golden State Warriors. This is the team we're looking at. The Once they reach the playoffs, they're going to flip that switch and be Johnny on the spot again on the road. Hasn't happened. I've said this time and time again. I don't think I can say it enough. A basketball team, when they're at home, has the ability to show you the best version of what they might be. But who you are is constantly exposed when you're out on the road. The Warriors, just based on their road record this year, are a team that gets swept in the first round of the playoffs because they were shit on the road. They were among the NBA's worst. So we know how good they've been at home, but that is the ideal. That is the if-everything-goes-right mode. Nothing is going right so far, even though the Warriors haven't been terrible. It's just the details. The devil's in the details, and the Warriors have been a terrible detail team. Uh, True Blue Forever says, is there a possum update? 
No, the Cubs are in town, though. They're just kicking the uh, ass of the Oakland A's last night, but there is no possum update from the Coliseum or the Greek Theater. Didn't get a possum last night from Fish. Uh, We got an awful lot of love coming in. The plus is about to go off. There are other things going on in sports, but other things in sports around here really do not matter. The Warriors on the brink of ending their... uh, Look, they lose in the first round. Folks, that's the end of the dynasty. That shuts it down. And then whatever might come next is the remnants of. Can you piece together for one more miraculous run and, again... The aging process in sports rarely lies. As you get older, as you become more complacent with regular season effort, it's hard to just open up the switchblade and start cutting everyone once you get to the postseason. No one's scared of the Warriors anymore. The Sacramento Kings aren't scared of the Warriors at all. Not at all. And why would they be? They've been the better team so far. A vastly better, much better Warriors got no chance in these games level of basketball. No, we're not there. We're not there. I mean, in a make-or-miss league, if the Warriors just make a few more shots, they could be up to nothing in this series. But they're too sloppy. They didn't hit the big shot. They didn't get the big rebound. And they cannot get a stop when they need one. And that defines this entire year. More than anything else, more than Curry's excellence, more than Wiggins' absence, more than the struggles of Jordan Poole. Sloppy, unfocused, undetail-oriented basketball has earmarked this entire season for the Golden State Warriors, and we're still looking at it. I am shaking the table a little bit too much. That's how aggressive we're being here today. Got a little baseball news on the scroll for you. Again, Cubbies in town. Beating the A's right now is as easy as the sun rising in the east. They're 1-11 in their last 12. Giants see Logan Webb, unfortunately, fall to 0-4 on the year. 0-1 since signing his $90 million extension. Right now, the Giants aren't doing a very good impression of an average baseball team. They've dipped below that. They're 3-7 and seven in their last 10 games. They're finally out of a, way too many games in the American League to start the season to begin with and now have a good run against some National League opponents coming up. But the Marlins, they, they, look, the Giants cannot hold on to a lead. They can't. They, we'll look at it this way. If they can, they don't. So you really don't need much more baseball than that today. Uh, thank you very, very much there for being a part of the show. Thank you for caring about what we care about the most. And right now, it is absolutely Warriors basketball. Are there other things to talk about? Sure, but I don't give a shit. This is all that matters right now. I'm sure you want to talk about it right now. I wish we could take more calls. I wish we could take, forget about more calls, any calls. We're trying to set that all up. Again, Jillian and I are still figuring out a lot of things here. It is week day two of week three on the plus. NorCal Viking. Gotta love swearing Damon. I'm glad you do. You know, there's a part of me that thinks, so the professionalism of my on-air radio career should continue to define me here. But the truth was, is the guy who wasn't swearing on the radio, that was the act. The guy who does swear, that's, that is who I am. So we're going to fucking swear when we have to. 
we're not going to just dot the conversation with profanity. It will be used appropriately at the right times. Emphasis on the correct syllable, if you will. Thank you very much, Sturgios, Marinopoulos. That's about as Greek of a name. That's about as Greek as the Greek last night in Berkeley. Spitting fire, speaking the truth. It is what we do. We do it here live every single day at 11. We don't keep you longer than we need to. We don't want to waste your time. There's no longer a need to take a subject and stretch it out over three, four hours when you can just come here and hit the bullseye over and over again. We will get into some other stuff. We'll get into what you're thinking about the series, and we're going to do that in just a second. When we officially get to Club Plus, where all of your comments are examined, considered, and shared. Well, maybe not all of them, but the good ones anyways. And we got a lot of good ones. There's more coming in right now. I can see that. So I just want to remind you once again, everyone will be up to speed in about a week from now. It's sounding like we're ending the show here, but we're ending the YouTube podcast. Or excuse me, we're ending the YouTube show. No, but pardon. Hold on. I got to get this. I even got to get this right myself. We are about to do the whole, and like that, he's gone. But we're not going anywhere. Club Plus opens. We're leaving for the sake of the podcast. This is the edit point. So thank you so much for tuning in. It was great having you here today. We're going to be back live at 11 tomorrow right here on YouTube. If you missed any of it, the podcast is available everywhere you get your podcast. But coming up next, we go into Club Plus. We're going to light this bad boy up like a disco club, and I want you to be a part of it. So stick around But also, indeed, remember that sports don't build character. They reveal it. And like that, 